This episode is the 12th episode in a series of 100 on portfolio management. So let's pick up where we left off. Uh, the capital market theory extends portfolio theory and develops a model for pricing all risky assets. The result, the capital asset pricing model, allows investors to determine the required rate return rate for any risky asset. The capital market theory assumes nine different facts. First, all capital markets are in equilibrium. In other words, investors begin with all investments properly priced in line with their risk levels. Second, there is no inflation or any change in interest rates. Third, there are no taxes or transaction costs involved in buying or selling assets. Fourth, all investments are infinitely divisible, i.e. it is possible to buy or sell uh, fractional shares of any asset or portfolio. Fifth, all investors have the same one-period time horizon. Sixth, all investors estimate identical probability distributions for future rates of return. Seventh, uh, investors can borrow or lend any amount of money um, at the risk-free rate of return. And, uh, I'm sorry, I said nine assumptions, I meant eight. Um, finally, uh, all investors are efficient and want to target points on the efficient frontier um, of the security market line. Here, a risky asset is one from which return, future returns are uncertain. This uncertainty, in turn, is measured by the expected returns variance, or standard deviation. Because the expected return on a risk-free asset is certain, the standard deviation of its expected return is zero. If listeners will recall, the equation for the covariance between two sets of returns is, again, um, covariance for assets A and B is equal to uppercase sigma sign, uh, open parentheses, probability of X outcome, close parentheses, uh, open parentheses, open parentheses, return rate for asset A minus expected return rate for asset A, close parentheses, multiplied by open parentheses, return rate for asset B minus expected return rate for asset B, close parentheses, close parentheses. Because the return rate for a risk-free asset is certain, the return rate for the asset will be equal to the expected return rate for the asset. The result is that the covariance of the risk-free asset with any risky asset or asset portfolio will always equal zero. Much in the same way that the expected return for a portfolio of two risky assets, uh, I'm sorry, much in the same way for the expected return rate for a portfolio of two risky assets, the expected return rate for a portfolio that includes a risky, a risk-free asset is the weighted average um, of the two returns displayed in this equation. Uh, so here, the expected return for the portfolio is going to be equal to, open parentheses, the proportion of the portfolio invested in the risk-free asset, close parentheses, open parentheses, risk-free rate, close parentheses, plus, um, open parentheses, 1 minus the proportion of the portfolio invested in the risk-free asset, close parentheses, open parentheses, the expected rate of return uh, on the risky portfolio, close parentheses. The expected variance for a two-asset portfolio, by way of contrast, is going to be um, signified with this equation. Uh, here, the expected variance of a two-asset portfolio is equal to open parentheses, open parentheses, weight of asset A in the portfolio, um, close parentheses, squared, open parentheses, the variance of the return rate, the return rates for um, uh, assets one, uh, for, for yeah, assets one, uh, close parentheses, plus um, open parentheses, weight of asset B in the portfolio, close parentheses, open parentheses, the variance of the return rates for asset one, close parentheses, plus two, open parentheses, uh, weight of asset A in the portfolio, 
close parentheses, open parentheses, weight of asset B in the portfolio, uh, close parentheses, open parentheses, the covariance between the rates of return uh, for the assets, uh, close parentheses, close parentheses, to the power of 0 0.5. The standard deviation of a portfolio that combines the risk-free uh, asset with, yeah, the risk-free asset with risky assets is the linear proportion of the standard deviation of the risky asset portfolio. The purpose of diversification is to reduce the standard deviation uh, of the portfolio. This goal assumes imperfect correlation among securities. Ideally, as an investor adds securities, the average covariance of the portfolio declines. Several business school professors have conducted research on just how many securities an investor must include in her or his portfolio to obtain a completely diversified um, set of securities. One set of studies examined the average standard deviation for numerous portfolios of randomly selected stocks of different sample sizes. More specifically, the authors calculated the standard deviation for portfolios by increasing the number of instruments in the portfolio up to 20. The results indicated a large initial impact where the major benefits of diversification were achieved rather quickly after the portfolio was increased to about 12 to 18 stocks. A subsequent study compared the benefits of lower risk from diversification to the added transaction costs um, with more securities. That study concluded that a well-diversified stock portfolio must include at least 30 stocks for a borrowing investor and 40 stocks for a lending investor. An important point to remember is that investors can reduce the overall standard deviation of the portfolio by adding stocks to the portfolio that are not perfectly correlated with stocks uh, that are already um, in the batch of securities. This tactic, however, cannot eliminate variability. Using this strategy, the standard deviation of the investor's portfolio will eventually reach the level of the market portfolio, where the investor will have diversified away all systemic risk but still be left um, with, market, um, with market risk. Yeah, I'm sorry. Diversified. I'm sorry. Diversified away all risks that can be diversified away, but you're still going to be left with systemic risk. And that concludes um, this short session on portfolio management, which is the 12th of 100.